Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Good evening, everybody. This is Virginia Grenier, the host of the Author Spotlight Show here on um, Monday nights at the World of Ink Network. Before I jump into our guest tonight, I'm just going to kind of cover a few things um, going on. So obviously we're getting into the holidays, so our shows tend to slow down a little bit during this time frame just because we're juggling um, both the um, national holidays of, of, of course, the United States and then, of course, the Jewish holidays as well. <clears throat> so we will have some shows, just they might be a little sporadic just because of how tight our holidays are this month. It's kind of interesting. Um, it's like November, or the kids, at least my kids, are only going to be in school for a couple of weeks and then they're out again. Um, but Marsha does have a show scheduled um, on November 23rd, so right before Thanksgiving um, break for everybody. So if you want to tune into that show, that will be Wednesday, uh, November 23rd, and she'll be doing that at 11, no, sorry, it's my time, uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central, 11 a.m., Mountain and 10 a.m. Pacific time for those who want to tune into that show. Um, she'll be talking about movies. The show is actually called It's All About Movies, so tune into that. That will be an interesting show. Um, and then if you did miss some of the shows we recently had, those are really good ones, especially for those who are interested in being a reviewer or writing um, books. There was a writing and review show that Marsha did that was a World of Ink special show um, a week ago. And that is our featured on-demand episode right now at blogtalkradio.com slash Network. So you can tune into that. Lots of really good tips and um, information that was shared there. And she had some really great guests who joined her for that show. And, of course, you can always catch all of our um, shows on demand as podcasts um, at worldofinknetwork.com as well. And then I will also be doing a show that isn't showing up next Monday um, and that one will be more educational-based. We're going to be talking about um, Balancing the Equation is actually the name of that book that we'll be talking about next Monday. Um, it's a co-author um, written book, and it's a really good one for parents who have students who are in, like, sixth grade and up because um, it helps kind of talk a little bit about how to do the whole new math system that's out there that a lot of parents are struggling with lately um, and some other things, too, to kind of help get your kids um, – more savvy when it comes to financial things and stuff. So um, that'll be a fun show to tune into. Um, so tonight, 
We are still on picture books. I've been on picture books for the last few weeks, but that's because that's my donor, and I love picture books. Um, so tonight, my author is April Allen, and she is a new picture book author who is joining the show. So welcome to the show, April. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great, Virginia. How are you? Good. So I would love for you to kind of share with our listeners a little bit about your background. Um, what what led you into writing books, and um, and why picture books? <laughs> why picture books? Well, well, I'll start with what led me in. What led me in was um, I have a daughter. I was, let me go back. Actually, about five years ago, or maybe maybe even longer, seven years ago, I was in law school, and I had this idea. I just kind of had this idea one day, but I was obviously busy studying the Constitution, so I didn't have any time for <laughs> to write books at that point about kids, nor did I have any children. And mm-hmm. um, but I had this awesome idea to um, to I wanted to write books that dealt with diversity for kids. And um, so maybe about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I have a uh, almost four-year-old going on 45, and I have a uh, 15-month-old going on 15. So I, well, about a year and a half ago while I was pregnant with my second child, I just start um, really engaging the idea again. And then maybe about a year ago, I was sitting in my closet, um, I literally had a little vision of writing a picture book um, and um, start and start working on it in my closet, in my walk-in closet. And so that's how that came about. And I, I, I did picture books because I wanted to reach um, people, young, the youngest of the kids that start reading, when you start looking at books and start looking through pictures and, and start digesting what people look like. And I just wanted to uh, start there. So that's what led me to the picture books. <laughs> All right. Did you feel like writing a picture book was a lot harder than you expected? Because they're not an easy book because you have to balance, you know, text and pictures. So did, did you find that to be kind of challenging to, to marry the two together? I did. I actually really did. That was one of the more surprising aspects of writing the picture book because I thought, okay, I have this <laughs> this idea, this this little glorious idea, and it's going to come together. And um, the the challenges, the illustrations, and like and matching it up with the words correctly, capturing what you the spirit of the book, the spirit of the um, sentence or the two sentences or three sentences or the rhyme with mine there's a lot in my book um, I love being me there's a lot of stanzas kind of you know very catchy I like to say Dr. Seuss Mary's Goodnight Moon and um, Mm -hmm. and so I had to really be able to capture the the character and the characters and the illustration so it really described what um, my my character was talking about at that point so yeah that was a challenge <laughs> sure. Now, the name of your book, um, oh my gosh, where am I at? Is I uh, is I love being me, which I I I love the title because it's one of those kind of books that when kids see the title, um, the ones who and it's one that a lot of early readers can even stand out for themselves. But it it 
it definitely is more of a first person, you know, where they envision themselves in the book. So was that your goal in, in writing I Love Being Me is to make it more of a book that kids would relate to and feel like it was written for them personally? Well, yeah, I mean, I – Yes, I mean, it really was one of those books where it was like, okay, I love being me. I thought any kid could, like, get the understand meaning of the title, even a three-year-old could go, oh, okay. I mean, they kind of go, I, you learn I love, around, you know, around two and three. So I love you, Mommy. I love you, Daddy. But I thought, okay, mm-hmm. I love being me. And I thought any kid could identify with those words or if you're a little bit older, that concept. So, yeah. That was one of the yeah. ideas. Now, in your book, also, you, you touch on, which I, I love, because very few picture books, and, and, and I mean, there's some classics that touch on diversity, but you did that with this book as well. And there's not a lot of books, especially in the picture book genre, that really really tackle the diversity issue of kids. So what yes. made you focus on that as being one of the strongest messages in your book? Oh, yay. I'm glad you, you noticed that. Well, because <laughs> I noticed that having, uh, I noticed that with having my own children now. And even, like, for example, at my baby shower, it's my first baby, my first, my eldest daughter, Ella. People, mm-hmm. I, one of the, um, one of the uh, gifts they brought were books. That was one of the requests that the, my hostesses asked, like, oh, bring books that she can read at night. Well, mm-hmm. They, there weren't a lot of books with diversity. In, in, the, in my baby shower guests, my attendees, it was a diversity of people from all the rainbow of colors and from different nations. And there just wasn't a lot of diversity, diversity of books within the books when you came to picture books. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. And so I took note of that. And so, um, yeah, I just thought, oh, man, this is, this is a really cool opportunity to start discussing or and even in a fun, healthy way, fun, not intimidating or, you know, in, you know, very, <laughs> what you say, very, you know, dramatic way, especially the way the country is right now with a lot of things, you know, just kind of, yeah, yeah there's diversity <laughs> and this is fun and there's fun that there's differences. And also I noticed that kids notice right away, you know, even before I had my daughter when I was pregnant, um, my friends who had kids a couple years older or maybe four years older. So they're like, oh, yeah, they start noticing these things, um, mm-hmm. at least um, minority children, whether they – and these were my friends who were – whether they were Asian or African-American or Latinos or, or whatever, a Persian, they would say, well, you know, they start noticing. And I'm like, really? And so um, – and, and, and they don't notice in the way adults notice, whereas – Unfortunately, sometimes adults come in with prejudgment, right? Therefore, right. prejudice. But they come in with, oh, okay, why am I the only one that is, if you're the minority in the group, why am I the only one who has a big afro? Why doesn't my hair go straight? Or why is my skin brown and there's this peach, right? That's kind of what they mm-hmm. say. Or, or whatever. Like, why are their eyes blue and mine are brown or whatnot? So, I just said, well, let's tackle this in a fun, healthy way where they can say, where the, where the character is saying, I love myself. I love, I love all my friends, and they are beautiful, and they are fabulous. You know, as, mm-hmm. as some of my friends say, scarce, but, but I love mm-hmm. me too. 
and I and although you you are you, I'm going to be me. And when we both have beauty to bring to the table, we both have something cool to bring to the table. One thing I wanted to touch on within the book, not just the the racial and ethnic diversity, I wanted mm-hmm. it to have girls doing science. So right. there's girls in there that are astronauts and, you know, and doing science experiments and um, you know, and then you have the girls that do the more fufu, like, I want to be a ballerina. And, and that is very indicative of my daughter. She is the girliest girl, but then she can be, <laughs> you know, break all mm-hmm. those stereotypes of what a girl is and, you know, wants to monster truck and do all the harsh, you know, my, her, her, yeah. her teachers have always told me she's the girl who, she only likes to race the boys because she beats all the girls and she beats all the boys. And I find that hilarious. So, <laughs> so, which I love me and her dad love her. Her dad used to play professional football. So he loves that idea that she could be that, that, that she's an athlete. But yeah, so we, you know, I just, you know, so I really tried to hone it on not just the cultural racial diversity, which was obviously huge, but also the diversity in thought and how, people may like to play and express themselves. So, yeah, those were big things I wanted to start touching on. And I think it's a great idea, too, especially at a young age, because, like you said, there's no prejudgment in a young kid at all. So by teaching them about diversity that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of different people out there and and many people who do many different things. It doesn't matter, male, female, you know, white, black, yellow, green, purple, whatever, you know, yeah. we, all, we all can choose what we yeah. want to do, and that's what's so great. And and I think that, because I, I, I did a show a, a few, back in the summer, I was going to say a few months ago, it's been more than a few months, um, back in the summer with um, an exchange program they came on, and, and that's what exchange students are about, of course, is, yeah, to, you know, the whole global demo, uh, diplomacy and, and, and diversity of the world and you know and I love the fact that that happens at the high school level but I think even at high school level a lot of the kids tend to be a lot of personal perceptions and judgments already in place where you know when I love the fact you're doing this at a picture book level because they're still moldable and and able to be more I guess open-minded and free thinking (laughs) yes and no that's and that's what I was thinking and it and I love exchange programs participated in them um and, and that's that's one reason i have such an interest in diversity it was i mean it's gone back forever and just the whole global exchange and global diplomacy i um i used to live in london and when i lived in london i lived with the indian family and that mm-hmm. was that was the you know that was a cultural exchange really when i i lived in spain i lived with the spanish family i lived in guatemala i lived with the guatemalteco family i I lived in Japan, and I taught. I lived in Japan, and I taught English and African American studies. And then I went back in Japan for law school, and I studied intensively Chinese law. And went over to China for a while. So cultures, obviously, I love mm-hmm. cultures because we are more alike than we are different. And I just find that when we get to the bottom, you know, the the nadir point, to the you know, we all bleed, we all want love, we all want to be accepted. And 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 those and we all want you know we all want to have friends and feel like we're we're heard. That's pretty much you know at, at the simple yeah. level you know who who people are. And so if you can take a kid and start introducing them and say, hey, you know, like yes, yeah, she may. And it was important to me that the main character 
has a big afro, very, you know, very indicative of my hair and my daughter's hair. But her friends weren't, they didn't all, they didn't all look like her. That's not what I was trying to go for either. I wanted to be like, yeah. and, and it and it's, and it's, uh, describes my childhood. I had friends from all races, all ethnicities, you know, I, and it, that continued beyond, I mean, now, but all my life. And so a lot of the characters in the book, you in the picture book you see, they are, um, they are they are based upon friendships I've had all through my life. Are they? I have I met in law school like one of the girls, Christine. She's based off my best friend in law school, Christine, who is a Korean girl from LA, who tells me, "Hey, bring me some sweet potato pie, and I'll bring you some kimchi." You know, and it's just that's yeah. how we, that's how we roll. We like <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like that's just I, I think that makes the world fun. You know, and yeah. if you can teach the kid young, look. People are people. We have differences. We we may you know we may have different cultural references at time, but we we all we all fun. We all love. We all you know we all hurt. And and it's so much more fun in life if you can you know kind of have a gumbo in your life. You know everybody yeah. if you've had gumbo. You know a good gumbo. You want some crab, some chicken, some sausage. You know you want a little bit of everything in there, and that's that's what makes life fun. You know, so right. that's kind of how I was hoping to approach the book. Yeah, I love food no, I, too. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they need to write a book on diversity using food, right? A cultural diversity. Yeah, that'll be the next one. Gumbo. Yeah, no, that might, that might be a great idea right there. <laughs> So with that in mind and, and, and the whole diversity thing, which, I mean, and having you as a guest tonight with exactly what you're saying, you know, with the political climate in our country, we all thought it would go away after election, which didn't. Um, no. <laughs> um, so what what would you say to parents who pick up your book, how they can use this, or even teachers, because a lot of teachers, you know, use especially um, from third grade under, you know, have picture books usually yeah. out for kids to pick up and they read with their students. What what tools what what things would you suggest on a way for them to use this book to open that discussion on diversity with kids and in a very positive way because obviously I and I know for like the last ten years a lot of um, you know outreach programs and stuff have come out trying to hit this a lot harder and your book just is coming out at a perfect time because we're still obviously not over our learning curve on this at all. <laughs> no, um, no. So I, I, I don't I, I would, I, Yeah, so I would totally love, you know, to hear some suggestions on ways that we as adults can maybe learn ourselves while we're teaching our youth. Maybe our kids can teach us something we don't get because, wow. Yeah, yeah. no. I mean, seriously, I think, I think, like you said, the election was a rude awakening for a lot of, regardless of uh, party affiliation, regardless of who you voted for, who you wanted to win, or you know if you grieved or mourned, or you know whatever. I, I have, I actually, I also have a lot of political diversity in my life because that has enriched me as a person. I have a, I have a master's in public policy and my law degree, obviously, and and I just, I don't ever want to stop learning, and so I think. You know, and I don't ever want to be so, um, regardless of even, you know, your faith or whatnot, that's great. I, you know, I, I have my faith and I hold very, I hold very tightly, very dear to me. It's, it's the most important thing. But 
even in that, you you still want to be able to talk to people and respect people, and that you don't mm-hmm. have to agree on everything. And so my thing with the book, if I was giving advice to teachers or parents, kind of like, well, I don't even know. You know, that's kind of one thing that I've noticed. Parents are like, well, I, they don't feel comfortable bringing it up, which I find really interesting. Why don't, you know, and I kind of challenge that notion in a nice way with a smile, like, well, why why is that uncomfortable to talk about? Like, why is that so uncomfortable? Now, I know you don't want to magnify the issue, and that's all you're talking about is making people feel like, you know, <laughs> like, oh, my God, there's this, you know, there's this other person in my neighborhood, and, you know, and, oh, my gosh, it's like there, it's some kind of weird phenomenon. But why is it uncomfortable to talk about it and say, hey, yeah, that yeah, she has yeah, her hair is an afro and it's beautiful. It's it's not like yours and and it it doesn't need to be like yours or yeah, her, you know like um they you know whatever her hair is red or her, or whatever and just kind of and and kind of point out those traits that are that might be different and that might cause your kid to pause. My my thing to parents or teachers would be like I would start with the book and saying like. You know, I actually had someone who asked me this, and they are um, they are Italian American, and they were telling me my daughter loves this book, which which actually made me cry, Virginia. And she said, <laughs> and she sent me pictures in a in a video that she loves 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 this book because Aww. one of the girls has glasses in the book, and she said, you know, I have been wearing my glasses lately, and I've been and and she has curly hair, and she could identify with one of the characters, actually the, the Chinese character in the book, which are, are Asian, is based off of it's a combination, combination of my Korean friend and my Chinese little best friend growing up. And um, and I and she said and she could identify and she loves the girl with the glasses and then the other one with the curly hair. And we were kind of talking or whatever. And my thing is like, look, um, she was able to kind of say, isn't this cool? Is it the main character's name is Libby or Liberty is her Liberty Bell is her name, but she goes mm-hmm. by Libby and she kind of said, isn't it, isn't it cool how Libby looks different? Like Libby doesn't look like me or you, but she loves how she looks and look at how pretty her hair is and it's big and it's not, it's not straight and long, but it's big and curly and look, look how her skin's brown and look how, you know, and, and she mm-hmm. just was able to point those things out in such a cool way. Like, Difference is cool, just like, um, you know, one thing that we teach in our house um, that I think is, that has helped some people I know is, like, uh, my daughter asked me. Um, right now she, she actually goes to a Chinese preschool, and mm-hmm. she's learned she's been speaking Chinese since five months. She's been around Chinese, and so we want her to keep it. But it, we were in California and Silicon Valley is a lot more diverse. We we recently re uh, relocated, removed because I grew up in this area, the Portland, Oregon area. My husband's actually from LA, and we moved up here, and it's not as culturally diverse. Um, right. And she's been asking, like, well, why are, why 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 am I brown? She asked me this. Why am I brown, and why are they not? Why are they white or peach or you know or why is she mm-hmm. more you know, yellow. I mean, these are just the terms that kids use, right? And I, which is very cute, actually. <laughs> they're just, they're just honest, and it's so innocent. It's nothing bad attached to any of that. Like, there's no stigma to say, you know. And so I said, well, I said, well, because God decided. I, I said, do you know how? And my daughter loves art. And I said, do you know how you like your pictures? 
the way you like your pictures. Like you like rainbow right now. Rainbow is the thing. Rainbow is everything. And I said, you like things to be rainbow and you want the red there and the blue and the green and the black and the brown, or and that's how you like it. And sometimes other people like it differently, but that's how you want it. She said, yeah. I said, well, this is how God created us. He wanted you to be brown. He wanted mommy to be brown. And I kind of, and I said, and he wanted, I named one of the little girls at school she was talking about. I said, he wanted her to be peach, be white, peach. And Mm -hmm. I said, that's what he wanted because he is the ultimate creator. And I said, so he's the ultimate artist. And he decided, I said, he created the trees and the stars. And he decided, hey, this is what I want people to look like. And so he delights in that. He loves it just as much as he loves white or yellow or red, so he likes it just the same. He thinks it's all beautiful. And that actually clicked with her. She was like, oh, okay, so he's an artist, and he decided this is how I'm going to make people, and I and he wanted us brown because he really likes brown. and But he really likes white, too, and he really likes – I said, yes. And so she said, oh. So I think if we approach it in the manner of, look, we, we look different, but it's all beautiful. It's just different. And yeah. just well, like maybe, go ahead. Oh, I was saying, I love, I love the way that your conversation with your daughter because I think sometimes as adults, because we're so worried, especially now with the whole political correctness thing, that yeah, yeah. that when our kids <laughs> ask that question as adults, our first reaction is like, oh my gosh, you can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> you're like freaking like, out I? about everything. Yeah, right? and they're like, what did I say wrong? You know, and because it, it is an instant question. They and. and and I love that you're like, you know, just don't freak out as a parent. Just let them say whatever they say and then explain it from there. Yeah, Because I think calm. that helps keep that, those yeah, stigmas like, away. Yeah, keep calm and carry on, as we say now, right? Keep calm, carry on. Like, I mean, be a princess, <laughs> keep on care, be a king. Keep on. No, I, I mean, it's really just we all have odds. And I think, like you said, it's the PC culture has gone, it's gone a little crazy. You know, in my opinion, I hope I'm not offending everyone. You know, please buy my book. <laughs> you know, it's like it's gone a little bit like it's gone a little bit too far. We're like, okay, there are differences. You know, it's okay. I've had people say, even moving back here, which has been a culture shock for me. Well, well, I don't. You know, I I was I was brought brought up with colorblind. So that's great. I I great great colorblind. If that's what you want. I said, but am I? Do you see that I'm brown? Yes. Okay. Well, then it's okay to acknowledge it. I said, do you see that I, I like to wear my hair in a big afro? I love it. I don't try to make it small. I don't try to do anything else. I said, do you, you see I wear my hair in a Can we probably go to the same hairdresser? Like, can I come with you? No. Okay. There are differences, and that's okay. There's nothing because we have put a, you know, we have associated or attached something value to different hair and different skin and different whatever it is. And, and I said, but if we don't have those stigmas or we haven't attached anything like kids do, there should be no problem with asking. And sometimes kids will make comments. I know sometimes for them it's kind of like, whoa, I used to teach in Japan and I taught junior high and I would mm-hmm. sometimes go and they would, because I was by, I was in like, when I say I was in Japan, I wasn't in like, I, the second time I went to Japan and lived there, I was in Tokyo, which is a much different experience. It's a much, you know, it's a metropolis, like being in New York or any, or London or whatever. I said, but mm-hmm. when I went the first time, I was in a, in a little small town, prefectures. I mean, they had never seen, the only black person they had ever seen was like Janet Jackson on TV, right? And so they were like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And the kids would look at me, I mean, yeah, I, hey, 
And it's like Janet Jackson, like, well, that is a beautiful woman. I will take that. But, like, I think that um, – I, but I would, they would be so like kind of like oh her hair like one to touch my eyes my hair I mean that's pretty you know when I go through Asia that's kind of the norm but and I would teach them how to braid their hair because that's very mm-hmm. cultural for me that's something I learned young you know and I said oh because yeah. they go well how do you do that I just teach them how to braid their hair so there's nothing wrong with it you know it's just talking about it in a respectful manner and not bringing our own stereotypes negative stuff in there. And tying it and just saying, hey, yeah, isn't that cool too? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> no, I you, hear you. you know, just like you like Princess, <laughs> whatever. My, one girl likes Princess, you know, Elsa. The other one likes Anna. You know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of the same <laughs> thing. Like that, she is brown skin is beautiful, but also your skin is beautiful. You know, so let's, yeah. you know, if we, and, if and, we and, stop being so nervous. <laughs> and I, and I, and I love it too. And and the other thing too, I mean, you seem to have really good, you know, a lot of confidence and really good self-esteem. So that's the other thing too. I mean, in talking about diversity and always spinning in a positive way, I think that helps build self-esteem versus people not having self-esteem. So do, yeah. do you find when, when you share you... your book that 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 people realize like, oh my gosh, you know, this is actually more uplifting? to be open and not freak out and be a, be offended because somebody's asking questions. Because to me, I'm like, if that someone's asking you questions and they notice your difference because they want to know more about who you are and where you're from. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's awesome, you know, and that's well, one thing I'm teaching my daughter is difference is cool. You know, that's one thing I was, I'm like, you know, and I, and I emphasize it. I'm like, she's like, well, you know, you know, she'll say, I'm, I'm like, no, I don't want to look like, like, well, everybody has on, you know, maybe she'll say, well, everybody has on um, tennis shoes. Well, mommy's wearing her heels because I like being different, you know, and I tell her that. Mm-hmm. And I want, and I'm, and I, I'm, I'm trying to get in there subconsciously and say, look, you, you may be different in a lot of environments you go in, what it is, you know, and, but that's okay because being unique is cool. And I'll tell her, like, being, being one of the kind or, you know, like, diamonds are, you know, the, the most expensive diamonds are the unique cuts. And so I'm always kind of telling her, like, look, like, it's kind of cool to be different. Like, don't always want to fit the mode. And so that's what I'm hoping to get with when, when girls, you know, one of the characters in there is Emma. She has red hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it's funny because my illustrator, when I first saw her, I was like, I don't know. Like, it was just bad to me. <laughs> she doesn't want <laughs> four times before I said, okay, I like this depiction of a redhead. Because, you know, I love redheads. You know, I, I, I think it's beautiful when I see, a, like, you know, the, one of my girlfriends mm-hmm. I call Ginger, you know, redhead. So I, I just <laughs> want whoever you are, own it. Own it and be proud of it and love it and embrace it and love and embrace other people, but own yourself because you're only going to be you. There's only one you. And that's one thing that I'm hoping to get across and that one thing my dad did really well with me, my daddy's girl. He's like, there's only one you, and that's what makes you special. And so that's what I'm hoping people, regardless of race, regardless of whatever, um, I think this book is great for all kids because, yeah, I was hoping little African-American girls or black girls from whatever country um, would see 
oh, yeah, there's, there's a character that looks like me because that's important to see, too, as a kid because that shapes how yeah. you view yourself. Like, why is no one looking like me? Like, what, what's wrong with me? Am I not cute? Am I not pretty? I mean, but at the same time, um, I wanted girls that weren't uh, African-American, black, whatever, you know, all these PC, you know, we can give them PC terms, yeah. but all the terms, um, <laughs> like, Whatever they are from the from from any region that has the majority of African blood, like I wanted them to look at, um, I wanted them to look at at the girl, the girl in the book, and say, and, and the main character, and see her interacting with girls that look like them, and see that right. it's 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 you can have it's nice to. To, I think it's good to bring in for any parent to bring in a characters in a book where they don't look like your child. I think that's important too, you know. And so, yeah. so they're like comfortable with seeing other forms of beauty and appreciation, appreciating other cultures from a young age, and just kind of spark something in their mind, like, oh, okay, um, yeah. And it's America. There's no, there's no one group. It's not a monolithic group, as we have learned <laughs> even more. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's very true. Yeah. And, and I think having a book like this just helps us understand that more and more and more. And, again, you know, it also helps our kids have that self-esteem to be proud of who they are and, and not to – because, like, my girls um, both have – they're, they're, it depends on, on, you know, the person looking at their hair. But some people will say they're dark blonde. Some people will say that they just have really light brown hair because they're in that yeah. like, transitional hair color. And my husband and I yeah. are both blondes. But my son, who is from a previous um, partner, he, my son, uh, his biological dad was Filipino and Italian. So a lot of people see our, when, they, when they see our son with us, they're like, oh, is he adopted? Like, they just automatically assume he's adopted because he's all dark. <laughs> dark yeah. hair, dark eyes, dark skin. And I'm like, no, I actually gave birth to him. <laughs> yeah, like, That's my baby. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm like, no, he's mine. No. And, you know, and, and, and they automatically just go there because of the fact that my husband and I are blondes, and they just assume. And then they look at our other girls, then they look at our girls, and they go, oh, okay, I guess they have darker hair, too. And I'm like, that should have nothing to do, you know? Do. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, who cares if he's a doctor or not? And I mean, we're lucky he's always had a really good attitude about it and, and good self esteem. But, you know, when people do that, it's so easy for, for these little guys to just, you know, like, oh, something's wrong with me versus something's great about me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's cool to be, you know, I think if we can embrace, like, like that is what makes us, you know, really, it's the, the uniqueness of there's only one you. Like, that's really what's cool. I mean, even with, you know, our idiosyncrasies and our, you know, we all have some issues, you know, and, and it's like, but that is you. And so there is never going to be a better you because there's no other you. Like, you are the cream of the crop. You're like, this is it. Because you're you're competing against you. Like, that's it. And so mm-hmm. I just think if we can – Somehow, like the self-esteem thing, that's why I, I did title I love being me. Like, I don't want to be anyone else. She talks about that. Like, I love my friends being them was one of the lines in the book. I love how my, who my friends being them. And as you can see, they're all beautiful as can be, but I still love being me. You know, and it's kind of like, and I like, and I like her attitude about it. It's like, I love mm. this, my, the character because she's her Libby. She's just like, look, I love them. We play. We have fun. 
they're cool, whatever, you know, like this one's smart. She always wants to think when we're together and do science stuff. We dream about being astronauts, and then we turn around and want to be mermaids and, and all these different things in the book um, and draw on that, like, playfulness and that imagination that kids have. But, mm-hmm. at the, but at the same time, the deep message is, I just love being me, and that's cool. And I, and I, yeah. and I mean, hey, sometimes I have to tell myself, I just like being me, you know, <laughs> tell ourselves that too. As adults, you know, if we, sometimes, you know, you, you look at the world and you're like, oh, gosh, like, can I just be three again? Yeah. yeah so. And I think it's you know. easy for us to, to focus in on the negative, and there's so many more positives out there than our negative technically, yeah, I mean, and we just you forget really that. Be, yeah, you have to be intentional, set your mind on positive things, and, and really meditate on the positive of life. And there is, you know, there the fact that I can wake up and breathe and you know, and, and, and go around and see my kids, you know, smile and laugh, even when I'm tired and, like, really, is it not nap time yet? It's like mm-hmm. that is, that's a blessing, you know, because what's the alternative, right? Like, right. I don't have the kids. I, I don't wake up. I mean, it's a blessing, you know. We, you have to put things in perspective because that is someone's reality, you know. And so, yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I totally agree with you. So, April, are you going out and doing any school visits or book signings currently? I mean, I know you've been getting over being sick, too. So do you have anything like yeah. that for the holidays? Well, that's what I am right now. I am lining that up. The book just came out about two weeks ago. Um, so we're, we're we're lining all of that up um, right now. Um I just actually, before I go on the phone with you, I will be, it looks like I'll probably be doing a book reading in um, Vancouver, Washington um, at a school. I don't even know the name right now. I'm having a book launch in Portland, Oregon on December 4th, Jaya Rose Salon. That's on Felling Street in Northeast Portland. Um, that'll be that'll be a cool little book launch party. It's kid friendly. We're gonna have a, a, a Santa Claus of color, a diverse um. Santa there. <laughs> <laughs> so people can run down and take a picture with a Santa of color. So we're gonna mix things up a little. There'll be there'll be a raffle. There'll be um, a contest of kids a kid um, a contest for kids to draw the best picture of themselves, them loving themselves. And um, we'll have a couple of winners out of that and some light foods and um, light appetizers and just kind of, and I'll do a reading, um, story time, I'll do a reading, um, maybe it's going to be from 1 to 3, so about 2 o'clock I'll read. And, yeah, so I, I'm starting to move and groove now. I've been I've been out of it and still in between me and the kids. Um, I'm just getting to it, but I'm hoping to line some things up. So, hey. Anybody who wants to, <laughs> anybody who needs me to read my book, or you know, I do, I do work on diversity and inclusion work, um, mm-hmm. and I like, I'm, so I work with institutions um, to really help them diversify their programs or help with workforce diversity, and so um, that's one of my side things I do, and so um, I'm actually getting into the education, um, in the educational route, I've been doing that too, so I'm looking forward to that, to like go in and really do some self-love talks 
to the kids and talk about self-esteem and talk about diversity in a fun and healthy way. Um, yeah. not a, you know, nothing, nothing too heavy yet, but in a way that they can understand it and, and value it. Great. Is there, is there a website or anywhere on social media people can follow you and, and what you're doing with the, with your book, I Love Being Me? Um, yes, that is so funny you asked because I am so, it's so funny because I worked in Silicon Valley until the last year and a half and <laughs> I have been, I have been anti-social media because I was like, <laughs> oh, I have this whole, you know, dissertation yeah. on I don't want to create more narcissism in the world and people don't need to know what I'm doing and now all of a sudden I'm like self-promoting and narcissistic. So it's really, <laughs> It's been, a, it's been a 180 for me, but I am on uh, Twitter. Here, my Twitter is um, at April Allen, A-P-R-I-L-A-L-L-E-N 2016. So I love being me at April Allen 2016. Um, so um, that is my Twitter handle. Facebook is I love being me by April. Um, and um I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything else. I think that I'm working on my website right now. Um, it's ilovebeingme.net, and I will start having some events up. But right now, if you go to Twitter or Facebook, I will be posting most of the things uh, that I'll be doing, which I expect quite a few things to start happening um, soon. So, yeah. Yes. And my book <laughs> is at Barnes & Noble, Amazon. And Halo Publishing. So anywhere, if you can't get at Amazon, because I, 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 you should be, it's at Amazon. But if anything looks like, oh, well, we have one book for $80, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Sometimes Amazon, you're like, what is going on with the book? Yeah. It's there. They, they have enough books. But go to Barnes & Noble and let's support Barnes & Noble, too. I, I kind of miss, you know, I kind of miss the, the book, you know, having um bookstore. An actual bookstore book to walk in. <laughs> yeah, I missed. That's what I did. I, that was my thing. I sit there for two hours, get some coffee. You know that that tells you, though, know, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, right? Because I mean, literally, yeah. you go to bookstores, you get coffee, and you just sit there and read and wait till the rain leaves in like 500 days, and you come back out. But yeah, so you just kind of do it. So yeah, so Barnes, you know, so Barnes and Noble as well. It's there. So. Um, I, is I, your hope, book, I really hope. I was, was going to ask, is your book in print and an e-book or just one or the other? Yeah, it's in print and it's an e-book right now. It is paperback um, and there is one on an e-book. And you can get that one. At, um, that will be at Amazon, so um, the e-book right. version. Uh, so and there will a be a lot of those digital moms out. out there that like having e-books so they can carry a whole bunch with them. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, it's awesome to have the ebooks. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's also price wise, it's better because then you can kind of, you know, if you don't have to worry about the, you know, juice or peanut butter getting stuck in it or juice spilling <laughs> on it or the, the little baby yeah. dripping past the pages out or whatever's going on written on it. You just kind of okay, it's on the ebook. There you go. Yeah, I we definitely do ebooks at our house too, so I wanted to make that an option. But yeah, so yeah, that's no, great. Well, it's been great having you on the show, April. Is there anything else you want to leave with our listeners before we wrap up our show tonight? You know, I just want to say love yourself. And, you know, love yourself and be happy to be who you are and love being you. That's that's it, and I just thank you for having me. I definitely, you know, I 
this has been a treat, and I um, I'm hoping that uh, your listeners would be gracious enough and kind enough to um, to support me and to buy a book. And if you have any questions as far as even just asking me, as this is one of the things I've studied and done in my life about how to approach diversity, um, please do uh, send me an email. Um, you can even send it April Allen, April dot Allen at, at gmail dot com, um, or I love being me at gmail dot com, and um, send me an email, and I would love to answer your questions if you want to start approaching the subject, and you're kind of like, well, I'm out of my comfort zone, and I just don't, I don't want to mess things up, and I rather just act like it's not happening. I really would. And it's my Gmail for um, I Love Being Me is I Love Being Me April at gmail.com. And I answer you back. And, um, and I'd love to help you, a teacher or a parent, start a convert to engage in more conversation about the beauty of diversity and self esteem and how to go about that if I could help. So, yeah, that's it. That's, that's great. And we'll have to have you back on the show and and do a, a, a whole show just on diversity and have you share some tips because um, I, it's just that that's definitely been <laughs> the talk lately out there. And I think oh yeah, going it's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah it's, it's huge. <laughs> but now it's to the surface. Yeah, I'm going to have to deal with it some level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would love to. That I page. would love to. That's my passion. <laughs> Yeah, no, right. I love to help. I, that's my passion. That's my. I feel that's one of my. This is like, hey, we're all in this together. We don't have to agree. You know, we don't all have to sing kumbaya together. But yeah. <laughs> let's try to respect each other and love each other. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you yeah. so much, April, for being on this show and and for sharing about your book. I love being me. We wish you much success, and we'll we'll have you back and and take care. Okay. Thank you. You have an awesome night, and you have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, and I just want to let our listeners know really quickly, again, um, those that didn't tune in at the beginning but midway through, what we have coming up here at the World of Ink is we are getting closer to Thanksgiving um, and the Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and um, Christmas season. And if I missed the holiday, I'm sorry, guys. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Um, we will be winding down with our shows, but they will be spotted in there in between um, the different holidays. So the next show we have showing up right now is on no, uh, November 23rd, which is a Wednesday, which is a good story. It's a good story all about movies with Marsha Casper Cook. I will have um, an author spotlight show on um, – I'm sorry, it's on the 21st. It will be on the 28th. I'll say next week. It's actually in two weeks. On the 28th, um, and we'll be talking about balancing the equation. It is not a political show. It's actually talking about math. Um, so, And there's a book actually called Balancing the Equation that the whole show is going to be around, and I'll have both the authors of the book on. Um, so we'll be getting that show out there for you guys as well. We may have a few other shows between um, It's All About Movies and Balancing the Equation that we may um, pop in there. It just depends on how things go with um, the different holidays and everything that's going on here at Blog Talk Radio. But you can always follow us at, follow us at com. Catch any of our podcast shows there um, that you may have missed. 
And, of course, you can always go to Blog Talk Radio slash World of Ink Network to also listen to any of our um, shows on demand as well. Um, if you have any ideas for shows, any topics you'd like us to talk on, I know we have talked a little bit um, before the elections about politics, and we'll probably do a few things just about some of the stuff that's going on based around it um, as well, just because that is, I know, a hot topic that's going on. And there's a lot of emotions right now, so that's why we haven't done a follow-up show to that. But if you have any suggestions um, on that, books, movies, writing that you'd like us to talk about, touch on, please get a hold of us at worldofinknetwork.com under our Contact Us page, or you can get a hold of us at Facebook at worldofinknetwork.com. You can send us a message there. We hope you all have a wonderful, safe week, and wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. This is Virginia Grenier on the Author Spotlight Show at World of Ink Network on Blog Talk Radio. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Follow me to the World of Ink. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.